0: Welcome to Car Wash M&A, the podcast, brought to you by Amplify Car Wash Advisors, the number one
1: advisors of car wash chains nationwide on mergers and acquisitions in capital advisory services. Hi, I'm Lenease Barnett. Vice President of Business Development at Amplify Car Wash Advisors and your host of Car Wash M&A, the podcast. Here, we'll take a deep dive into the current mergers and acquisitions activity of the car wash industry with a goal of keeping car wash owners informed on where the market is today and where it's going tomorrow so that you can make informed decisions about your business. We'll help you answer the question, should I sell my car wash now or should I enter growth mode and really scale my operation? Each month, I'll speak with industry experts who will share practical advice on how to sell or scale your car wash. While the industry is undoubtedly changing, what remains constant is the need for solid information so you can evaluate where you are and chart the course for the future of your business. Okay, welcome to episode 14 of Car Wash m a the podcast. Today, I have my colleague, Jeff Pavone, on, and we are going to talk about some really super timely topics that are going on, not just in the car wash industry, but in the market as a whole, but how it relates specifically to car wash owners and what they need to know. So, Jeff, since you need no introduction, I would love for you to just dive in and start sharing with us some of what you're seeing on the horizon. And now that we're a couple months in to 2023, just what's your pulse on the market and the car wash industry?
0: Awesome. Hey, thank you, Lynn Yeah, I, you know, I, I, and I think it's time maybe to sort of, uh, you know, set the record straight because there's a lot of information coming out and on where the market is. And there's a lot of, you know, all kind of negative headwinds. And I got to tell you what we're seeing uh, on our side is, uh, we're still seeing lots of activity from buyers. Uh, we've uh, both, uh, existing buyers who uh, want to continue to add on to their existing platform and there's still plenty of, uh, Capital wants to come into the market. Now, with that said, I, I tell you, it's this is different than what it was uh, the last few years that we saw. You know, I think in years past it was almost over the top exuberance of just every. It was a race to to buy every deal. Frenzied. Yeah, it was a frenzy, and it was like, well, wow, we'll pretty much buy anything. I, I, today it is way more cautious buying, way more strategic. Nonetheless still we're seeing uh strong values being paid. I'd say that the the bigger you know the bigger issues is we just there, there's just lack of quality inventory in the in the market.
1: I think that is such a an interesting point because it's not the lack of buyers, it's really the lack of inventory and the lack of sellers. And that's part of our message out here today is that there's still the interest from lots of groups out there that want to explore the car wash space or expand.
0: Right. And, and, I, and I think when you look at the um, what inning are we in or you know, the opportunity to eventually have an exit, I, I can tell you, that at least my opinion is there's still white space out there. There's still a lot of groups out there looking to, to get scale. But I, I think as some of those white spaces uh, get filled, that's the part where I think you'll start seeing less interest. But I, you know, that, that may be. I think we've got another couple of years of good, uh, solid of exits. Uh, so if somebody's looking to sell, it's still, it's still. I think there's still an opportunity to get a, a strong multiple and a good deal. But again, as some of these markets start to get uh, a little more saturated than others, that's a time it's going to be a little harder to get a good price for your washes.
1: So what? Are the factors that help move that needle and help get the the attractive multiples still? What is it that you know, potential sellers could be thinking about that they need to really focus on today?
0: So you know, I, I would say first off, it's the market. I mean, it got to be in an MSA in a market that uh, buyers want to buy in. So that's certainly one. Two, lots of money still wants to get behind really solid operators, and and I would say you know if you're selling car washes. It's one value. If you're selling a car wash company or willing to stay in, uh, it's another thing. And that car wash company would include an infrastructure and a team that can scale the business. Really, still strong interest. Really healthy multiples being paid for those kind of uh, chains. You know, so I would say if someone's really looking to to get max value, first off, you got to you got to remember the business that they're in. And, and I was with a group yesterday. And you know I, I kept asking what business you're in it's was just washing cars cars and and really the, the the answer is you're in the membership business and I can tell you the if you're really looking at at driving value, just remember that right At the end of the day, the more members the more more of your revenue that's coming from memberships which is reoccurring, far more attractive, far more valuable than just having car washes uh, uh, in general because it, it's something you can count on and especially when, Lenice, when you look at the weather, pattern that we've been in. And this has been a funk uh, for a while now, driving people crazy. I can tell you, having a healthy membership base is the only thing that's saving some of these guys. The guys without a healthy membership base, they're getting hammered. And you know that just goes to the thesis of what business you're in. You're in the membership business if you really want to get max value.
1: Well, and that's something that has really emerged you know, on the forefront, especially in the last couple of years. For example, when you go to the trade shows and you see so many more technology companies that are looking to address these evolving needs of car wash owners who are focusing on the membership aspect of their business to help keep that stable revenue. And it keeps that track record and the the performance history, even when you do have crazy things like outlier weather conditions that are becoming less and less outlier. But also, so those are, you know, Things that we know are going on, but we have other things that are popping up like bank failures and other market conditions that are affecting what car wash operators can do.
0: Right. I mean, and and I think um, certainly the capital markets have been of a big concern for everybody. Right. I mean, so the, the guys buying this stuff, the guys driving the values of the private equity groups uh their cost of capital is, is gone up significantly. And just as importantly, it's it's also gotten a lot tougher to get. So it's not as easy as is you know, before everybody was flooding the market with fresh capital. They had all the all the money they needed. Today now it looks more expensive, but way harder to get. You know, I'd say it's trickled down to some degree down to the to the owner operator level. Where it's gotten more expensive. I mean, it wasn't long ago people were able to borrow in the three percent range, and now it's in the six percent range. Maybe getting close to seven. The regional banks have been still supplying uh, good growth capital, but I got to tell you, they're going to get more conservative. And you can't predict. Uh, you know, right now it's still it's still I would say available, but you just can't predict that what six months or a year is going to bring. I, I don't think we know the full impact. Of what uh, some of these bank failures are going to mean on the on a regional level, and I would say, ask me in about thirty or sixty days, and, and we'll have a better we'll better have a better handle on it. So, but the the money's just no longer going to be, I think, easy or cheap. It's going to be really for the well deserving operators. It's going to be more conservative underwriting. Uh, and it's going to be more expensive. Now, it still makes a it's still affordable in in all senses. But it's just not going to be nearly as easy, and and I can't tell you what six months or a year uh, predicts uh, will will we'll bring the market. But I can I can only tell you it doesn't feel like it's going to be uh, getting easier. It's going to I think it's going to get uh, a little tougher going forward for, ever, for everybody in this in this in this business.
1: I imagine I know the answer to this, but I'll ask anyways. What is it that car wash owners and operators can do today without knowing what the future holds? To help position them better.
0: So you know, I, I'd say you know a couple things. You know, I'm we we've, we've been as a firm advocates of of operations, right? We've been just pushing people to learn how to operate better. At the end of the day, uh, the greatest way to pick up the value you're going to lose on, a, let's say, in a multiple. Let's say instead of you know call it fifteen and it's twelve or something. Now we're eleven. You know, you can still pick it up if you can if you can operate. So I would say invest in in your Company get to know your customers better. invest in marketing, driving more members, and so that return on investment is probably the the best investment you can make. the The other thing is is going to be is nobody's buying I would say C or even B sites. So if you're gonna if you're gonna move forward on, on a development project, just make sure it's an A plus site, or or don't do it because there's the the line the line is going to be very short for those for those opportunities. Uh, but but yet there's still a great opportunity for great sites. So, I, you know, my, my advice would be is you got to be hyper-focused on quality, on locations, and in quality and operations. That'll go a long way. The, the other discussions that we're having, if somebody's looking at doing something, you know, again, if you're in a market where you've got a lot of private equity-backed chains that are going to continue to grow. The last thing you want to do is be squeezed out, where you can't afford to grow against them because you just don't have the capital or want to take that risk on. You really, at that point, need to decide where do you want to be in the next couple of years. Because if these chains that are that are now hyper-focused on, on growing down their, their their multiple by building more greenfield, and, and you're in that one of those markets, at some point, your value could start really getting impacted because you're just becoming an add-on deal for somebody. Right now, there's still a great opportunity if they're looking for an exit or even looking for a financial partner. I'd say, look at it now, but if you think about it in two years from now, if, if you're in a market with really strong competitors, and they continue to grow, you may be a little bit disadvantaged or boxed in and your value is going to be impacted by it.
1: It sounds like uh, what you're saying makes long-term sense anyways. Run a strong, operationally focused business that's scalable, that's sustainable. If you're treating your customers and you're serving your customers well, then you're already setting yourself up for success to have continued loyalty. But it's, I think if you're... Taking your eye off the ball or not investing in the team and investing in the marketing and in those memberships that you do have a, a more likely chance of of being negatively affected by new entrants coming in the market that can outposition you in all of those things.
0: That's right, and I I think uh, you know the the independent owner operator still has the advantage, right? I mean they they they're hyper focused on their on their customers if they're doing a good job customers like going to uh local owned businesses and i think the uh the larger chains are are doing a little more Cost-cutting just because it's the environment we're in, and that goes across everything they're doing. And so you can still win with customer experience in that sense. I I agree with you totally. I think at the end of the day, the the owner-operator's got to stay. Just that they've got to make make sure they're just doing the best job, better job than anybody else. And it's and it's hard to take away those customers once they become a member. So it goes back to again what business we're in, the membership business. And as long as you continue to take care of that member. It's really hard for somebody to take them away.
1: In the last episode I had with the team over at AMP, one of the things that they talked about was brand loyalty over convenience loyalty. And that's something that they look to help owner operators best position their customers and having those relationships with their customers that's beyond it's convenient and close to my house, but it's because this is their brand and they have that tie to it. And I think that that's very similar to what we're talking about, that when you have that that loyalty to a brand that that you're you're now having a relationship with them instead of just uh, a tick mark on your way home that you stop that there's it's a two way street to have that relationship aspect of it.
0: Yeah, you know, and, and I agree for the most part. I mean, I think at the end of the day, if you look at some of the oil companies, they've done a great job at building brand loyalty. Right? They they build really just an amazing they were in the gas business but then they got into the, really the loyalty business and really expanded the customer experience and their, with their new footprints of stores and that and and car wash operators you know i still think it's going to be convenience right at the end of the day i'm not going 10 minutes further to get a car wash unless it's unless the one near me is is, is that bad so i do think convenience is still going to be number one but i do think overall if you can build uh I mean, it's along with a very strong brand. That's the that's the the holy grail, and and hard to yeah, beat. You're both. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: So uh, you brought up the gas stations. Let's talk just a little bit about some of the new entrants into the car wash industry that we're seeing. Just kind of, we had the the True Blue that was bought by or acquired by Couchard. From our standpoint, we're seeing more and more interest from from different companies that are either revisiting or visiting the, the car wash industry as um, something that they want to be more active in.
0: Sure. And, and I would say this year I've seen, uh, I've had more calls from gas owners from large national brands to even r- large regional brands that are all wanting a piece of the action. And and they feel that it's just one more product they can offer their customers and they've got an advantage because they feel they can tie it in, and and their the brand loyalty thing is going a big way, right? They they can bundle in car washing with something else uh at the pump. It becomes far more valuable, you know. And and the I, I think where the winds are changing is it doesn't necessarily have to be on site on property. So even if the car wash was in within maybe two three miles uh, from where their gas station was, they can still feel a way to tie it in. And, and I think we're just we're just seeing the them dip their toe in the water kind of thing and experiment it, but but you know the, the bottom line is they've got a lot of money. They they're these are they're very strong real estate companies. They're very strong at loyalty companies. They've got a lot of cash from from the last few years. So I would say certainly uh, you know right now they're they're behind from where some of the great operators are at. Uh, but there's somebody to, to, to look at because they're also long-term invested money. So they're not looking to be in this in the short term. So they can come in this market and and really play the long game where they will they will invest uh over time without having any need for an exit, which makes uh you know their business uh strategy a little different than uh the current group that's in the space.
1: And that goes back to our starting conversation about why now is still potentially a, a attractive time for sellers to consider who their buyers are, their potential buyers are, and it may be more than they think, despite all of these other negative headwinds that we, we face as well, just in general or within the car wash industry. But there's still a lot of opportunity out there with these groups coming into to the industry as well.
0: Sure, yeah, yeah, we've seen a major shake up right in the last five years, call it with with private equity really realizing the opportunity in this space and now I look at it and i and I say what's so look at this thing maybe in the next five years what what does the world look like and i and I just think that it's just it keeps shrinking as far as i I think of what it's going to look like. I think you know great operators and 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 well established family chains that want to stay the course for the next twenty years. Could still make it uh, again. Back to your brand loyalty because they have brand loyalty, but they're 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 typically the companies that are investing heavily every day and and adding uh, locations where their market's growing. They're Constantly improving their product with uh, keeping up, and so you know, I don't. I, I think they they can continue on that course for a long time. It's it's sort of the guys that are in between. I'd say the guys that are in between that are still growing. Uh, their their platforms with lots of greenfield development. Uh, this guys in between. I think those. I think those chains like that. They're at a point where they're going to have to make a decision whether to continue to do that. Or bring in a financial partner to sort of de-risk some of this this growth, and, and we're having lots of conversations with folks because you know right now they're they're feeling the pressure of you know when I got to build something that's six million or seven million dollars today, and my interest is going to be six seven percent. That's a tremendous, that's a big difference in, in the amount of risk that you're taking on uh, versus before. And and as as credit gets a little tighter, it's going to be harder to continue to grow like that. So I I think at this point, you know, the good news is because there's still lots of interest, I think there's still uh, opportunities for buyers to uh, bring on a good partner if if that's the way they want to go, or if they want to sell. I think there's still great values being done. But it's Lenny's one of the other really important factors is just knowing who you're doing business with, and and so you know before. Sellers and, and owners and would get phone calls from 100 groups out there. And, and and for the most part, I would say most of the deals, if they entered into an LOI, would close. Right. That's not the case today. Today, having the understanding of, I don't care what group it is, how big they are, how big you think they are, there are a lot of big groups out there that have credit challenges that may or may not be able to close a deal. And so I would say rely heavily on your advisors and people that have uh, more intimate knowledge about uh, what goes on behind the scenes of some of these chains, but we have definitely seen some challenges along the way of, of folks not getting their deals across the finish line. But I think some of it is just they've got to know who they're who they're partnering with today because it's not what it used to be just a year ago,
1: right? And that's for some car wash owners that look at you know maybe selling direct it's a lot of eggs in one basket to to one group that on a deal that may not close and so the advantage of having those trusted advisors to help best position to multiple people or know what's going on broadly in the space can really be key in not wasting your time
0: <laughs> you know Linny, the most probably uh, important thing i can tell anybody today is most of the traditional buyers have restraints and and they're going to they're going to give you a a fair value of what your car washer chain is worth, because uh, at this point, they've got pretty good idea of how to make those numbers work. I would say there's some new entry points in well-capitalized private equity groups and other financial buyers that would step in and pay more. But you've got to open up your horizon of, of what that world of new buyers looks like. And that's where I think the today's Owner operator may be at a little bit disadvantage. It's not like before, where you can count on getting the best dollar from some of the top, you know, one of the top ten guys out there buying. It really is taking a lot more work to get to know who the complete buying network is, and and there and there are really a lot of new new players that are not in the space today.
1: And and that work that you're talking about for the for the owner is you know making sure that their books and records are organized and that they've got all of their they're ducks in a row so that when they do have an opportunity to present that, that they have all of the materials and everything organized, that the due diligence side of it is is much stronger as people are taking a more conservative approach to spending their money on the buy side, right?
0: Yeah, correct. You know, and, and we have a really good idea of what buyers are looking for and what buyers look for when you're looking to pay a premium, right? So everybody wants to get max value and you know, there's sort of a playbook today. And so it's how you tell the story. And it's everything from a site level to a company level to a market strategy. And the all of these all these points would, would really increase your odds of getting a much bigger bigger valuation. But it's not as easy before as just uh, saying, here you go, here's what I've got, and, and let somebody just bid on it. You know, I know us as a firm, we, we put a lot more effort in what we used to do at building out that story but uh, at least we're starting to see some some really good results.
1: Yeah and I think that one thing that's really encouraging and should be a, a point of hope for the operator too on this on this side of kind of the iteration that, that buyers are looking for and that narrative of of telling the story is that it doesn't always have to check a specific box to still be of a, a value to a buyer on what the opportunity is and what the you know some of the intangibles are that are maybe down the road or that the strength of their team or whatever it may be but there's more of a opportunity to showcase that when you have that experienced team that knows how to tell that story
0: for sure I mean you know again we' we're, we're in the middle of working on a, another you know I would say 10 plus store transaction and 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 we're, as we meet with the owners you know we've been working at this for a year really helping them to look at the you know what do you need to do on a site level? What do you need to do on a corporate level and really starting and really helping them fill in all of the check, all the boxes that they need to do today to go and and really then go out and really try to get a a fair value. You know, before it was just a, you know, a bunch of assets. And really, it's it's kind of putting the pieces together, tell the story to, to have a scalable car wash company. It takes a lot more effort and work, but at the end of the day, the, the reward is significant upside uh, for the owners.
1: Right. Absolutely. And I mean, at the end of the day, and we've talked about this before, but the consumer is also the one that's winning here too, is by having more quality car washes that are available to them, it's raising the level of... The car wash industry and and what customers now expect from from car washes in general, and so that's exciting and that's a win win on both sides.
0: Oh, for sure. I mean, at the end of the day, I think the consumer is the is the biggest winner. Right? They they have a lot more options out there uh, as car washes, you know, the old rule of stay three, five miles away, three miles and five miles and whatever they can. And now you're having car washes, you know, a mile away and uh, much closer. And so consumers for sure have a lot more options. And I think in the future, they're going to have a lot more options as we double the amount of car washes that come out. That's good news for the consumer. You know that means for the operators. You know if somebody's got a, a wash and they're letting you know maintenance go down or trying to uh, short on on chemistry and, and other things. You know they're they're going to be greatly impacted and eventually they're not going to have a way any, anywhere to go but down. You know that's why and and, and the the other you know Lenny's one really important thing is we're we're starting to see some really new technologies. You know, at the end of the day, what business are we in? We're, I said we're in the membership business, right? You know, the data part of that membership becomes incredibly valuable. The more we as a, as a industry learn about our customers, that data becomes really important, especially, you know, again, when you look at the big buyers out there, they they make a living at, at really data and, and analyzing data and, and what they can do with it. And so with car washes, it seems like a, an old school business, but but as again as we as we grow our membership base, you're gonna have a lot more data. That data becomes incredibly valuable. And so some of the new technologies uh that are coming out in the market are absolutely invaluable to knowing, to, you know, the more you know about your customers, the better business you can manage
1: absolutely and with those options for car wash owners it doesn't mean that they have to have their own data analyst on their staff you know for the for the smaller groups that there are more plug- and play options that are within reach to them that they can use and stay competitive amongst these other larger groups that may come into their market and uh, that's really exciting I think for the individual owner or the smaller owner that that it's not out of reach now.
0: Yeah, I, you know, you know I, I would say there's a lot of uh, innovation going on today. And, and even on an operator level, there's a lot of change that have started creating some of their own technologies, back office and, and dashboards and all kinds of cool stuff. You know, the problem is it's expensive, really expensive to develop, even more expensive to maintain long term and the state cutting edge when there's some really I think you're going to see, you know, over the next couple of years, some really high quality technology and companies come emerge. That's a plug and play. That'll be white label. You can, you know, know, for your own car wash chain that I think could keep you cutting edge uh, without you sort of, uh, you know, killing yourself, uh, trying to develop your own uh, systems.
1: Yeah, totally. I love um, you reading my mind that I think what's so neat from a branding standpoint on on my side is that white labeled aspect of it, that the customer still feels like they're talking directly to your brand. And it is, it's an extension of, but um, I think that that's really a neat part of it. That's exciting for car wash owners.
0: All right. I mean, we've, we've evolved, like even, you know, as we're preaching to our Car wash operators and chains to evolve, and because they're becoming this is big business now, right? It's no longer mom and pop. We've added a bunch of resources on our team, and it and I would say the majority of that that expansion has gone to operations and technology because we just believe there's the real value is going to be in, in on a site level. Each unit, if you can if you can drive more volume. Understand our customers better. We're going to create a, a more valuable business. And so as a firm, it's just really expanded out how we approach it. And again, before, you know, it was easy, right? We go out, take, take a deal out the market and we had a feeding frenzy. You know, but today it's, it's a different world. We've, we've got to ba- basically help, you know, bake that story and, and really get operators understanding everything that the outside world is going to be looking for for that value and helping bring some of those pieces uh, to them so they can max value.
1: And not to sound, you know, tooting our own horn here, but that is one of the reasons why I think you're so smart to you and Bill Martin to assemble people who were already connected to the car wash industry very specifically, because beyond just sending something out, you know, two years ago, when there was much more, the pace was so much faster. But now that it's a little bit Slower, and it takes more work in telling those stories and understanding how people can strengthen their operations. That we have the expertise and the experience to help people do that, and I think that that's super important to have that to to lean on.
0: Well, you know, again, as we get more data, if you're smart and you're going to be learning from the data, and the data is telling us, uh, you know, that there's a lot of there's still a lot more opportunity in the space on a site level. that we're still seeing sites outperform. You know, you can you can have two operators in the same market and one side is outperforming by double or triple because of better operator. Right. And so so for us, it's like, you know, it's, it's easy to tell somebody to go build 10 more car washes. But I do think it's it's probably just as important or more important. To show somebody on what resources they have and what they need to do to ex- to grow their own business uh, on a site level and building out their corporate level where they can scale a company far more valuable, but but it does take uh, experience and resources to to kind of help on that.
1: It doesn't. It takes the the willingness and the motivation and the want to to put that work in because it doesn't just happen overnight, as as we know.
0: <laughs> That's right. And, you know, and, and there's ways to, to sort of learn it. You know, again, we've got a lot of operators been doing this for 50 years. So, so they've learned it over the long haul. And in today's world, I mean, everything's moving so fast. And, and because of the, I would say much more higher risk environment we're in, right? Because of cost and, and, and everything else for us, we're just trying to help shorten that learning curve for a lot of people, because, you know, at this point, there's there's a lot of good playbooks out there. So anything you can do to shorten a learning curve, probably better off.
1: Yeah, totally. I love the cliff notes version with uh, still the A plus at the end. Well, Jeff, thank you for sharing your thoughts on where we are today, and um, just kind of some outlooks over the next six months, the next couple of years, and where the car wash runway still lies ahead. You shared in the beginning that you know your overall thesis for the car wash industry is still favorable, so that's great news. We'll take it. Anything that you want to leave our listeners with before we uh, sign off until next month?
0: No, I I, I would say just uh, I would start expanding your your Horizons on looking at all the tools and, and technologies that are out there now uh, that can help you manage and grow your business better because uh, they're 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 out there and there and there's more to come and, and and again remember the business you're in I think if you if you're looking at it uh, the the way of maximizing value think memberships
1: <laughs> I like it. All right. Well, we have the, the Car Wash Show through the International Car Wash Association coming up in Las Vegas in early May. So we will have a booth there if anybody wants to come by and say hello. Our booth is number 811. We'd love to see you. And uh, thank you for listening.
0: Thank you. Thank you for joining us on this episode of Car Wash m the podcast with your host, Laniece Barnett.
1: Like what you hear? subscribe to our podcast feed and leave us a review or follow us on social media at Amplify Car Wash Advisors. Want more M&A information? Visit our website
0: at amplifywash.com and listen for new episodes on the last Thursday of each month.